Today on the newscast, Israel bans the UN envoy to the Palestinians who blamed October 7th on Israel. Plus, a UN agency in Gaza aiding and abetting Hamas. We've got all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. I am back in the States after a great week of production in Israel on the ground. If you missed any of our newscast or live streams from Israel last week, just go to our archives. It's all right there under newscast. And while you are there, be sure to click the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. It was great to bring you the on the ground perspective during this time of war all last week in Israel. And I will be returning to the land very soon. Big takeaways before we get into today's big story about the UN. Uh, number one, the people of Israel folks, I'm happy to say are resilient right now. They are united and they are committed to finishing the mission, and they are on a mission, of crushing Hamas once and for all decisively so this demonic death cult never again poses any sort of threat to the state of Israel. And Israelis know that the world is wailing and gnashing its teeth as Israel does what needs to be done. And by the way, as Israel goes to extraordinary lengths to avoid civilian casualties, and yet from the Biden administration to the UN to the EU, there is this relentless pressure on Israel, increasing calls for a premature ceasefire that would leave Hamas alive to fight another day. But what I saw, folks, in my time in Israel, many conversations among Israelis of all stripes, uh, IDF, uh, average Israelis and beyond, is again, that resilience to see the job through and all while they have a sight to the north, a sight line, I should say, to the north, to Lebanon. And when the dust settles in Gaza, Hezbollah is looming. I spent a good amount of time up north during my stay in Israel. Folks, I can tell you it's a tinderbox. You've got 80,000 Israelis, 80,000 evacuated from their homes there near the Lebanon border, staying in hotels, a hotel I stayed at on the Sea of Galilee last week. 90% of the people staying there were residents of the north who were evacuated. They've been living in this hotel for week upon week, and they don't know when they are returning. So that battle to the north is coming. It's a situation that is just not sustainable. We've been talking about that since October 7th, right here in the newscast. I've been saying, look, the real battle, as nasty as Gaza is, the bigger battle is coming to the north, and that may be coming sooner rather than later. So we had great conversations with people like Amir Sarfati of Behold Israel, with the IDF, with top Israeli officials, much more coming on the Watchmen in the coming days and weeks from our trip. In the meantime, let's get into the big news uh, for today. It's twofold really, and it involves the UN, surprise, surprise, on both counts. Let me preface this by saying, or by giving you a helpful reminder that the UN, since its inception in the mid-1940s, in the wake of World War II, has passed more resolutions against Israel than any other nation. That includes Iran, the Soviet Union, China, Cuba, North Korea, Syria, the list goes on and on. Israel, the size of the state of New Jersey, the world's one and only Jewish state, has been again subject to more UN resolutions than any of those vicious, tyrannical dictatorships 
And that pretty much says it all. I can kind of drop the mic right now when it comes to the UN and Israel, but we've got to report on what's going on. The UN's envoy to the Palestinians, to the West Bank, Judea and Samaria and Gaza, her name is Francesca Albanese. She has effectively been banned from Israel. Now, the Israeli government has refused to issue her a visa over the past several months because of her consistent anti-Israel comments. And now, folks, she's really crossed another line and a major line. I'll give you her comments, her remarks. I just want to quote it directly here. Now, she was responding to comments from French President Emmanuel Macron honoring the victims of the Hamas onslaught, the massacre of 1,200 Israelis on October 7th when Hamas invaded southern Israel. Here's what she said in response to Macron's comments commemorating the victims. Quote, she tweeted this out on X. The victims of 710, October 7th, were not killed because of their Judaism, but in response to Israel's oppression. So it's Israel's fault. She goes on to say, the greatest anti-Semitic massacre of our century? No, Mr. Emmanuel Macron. The victims of October 7th were not killed because of their Judaism, but in response to Israel's oppression. France and the international community did nothing to prevent it. My respects to the victims, she closes out by saying. So folks, she is blaming October 7th on Israel. She's saying that this is that the Hamas demonic genocidal massacre, the butchery of men, women, and children on October 7th, was Israel's fault. It was a result, a natural response, I'm saying that, that's what she's insinuating, to Israeli oppression. What did you Jews expect? You've been oppressing, in her view, the Palestinians, so of course they respond by butchering 1,200 people in their beds while they slept. Folks, this is a complete moral depravity and moral rot that you see at the UN, writ large. This is the UN's point person on the Palestinians, and this is her viewpoint. Um, call me crazy, but she doesn't seem like a fair and balanced arbiter, but now she's banned from Israel and with good reason. And Israeli officials said, look, we don't need to take this. This is madness and we're not going to take it. Speaking of madness and the UN, UNRWA, the UN Relief and Works Agency. You've heard me talk about it here in the newscast in over the past few weeks. UNRWA is a relief aid agency devoted to the welfare of the Palestinians. And yet, for instance, about a week ago, we found out that at least 12 UNRWA employees were also Hamas members, and the list goes on. There's been a long, long track record of UNRWA and Hamas, and Hamas using UNRWA uh, as a front, basically, to carry out nefarious activities. And once again, a big find, folks, over the weekend, Israeli forces operating in Gaza found beneath the UNRWA headquarters in Gaza, Hamas tunnels, a Hamas hideout and logistics center directly beneath the UNRWA headquarters in Gaza. You can't make this stuff up. And to go further, UNRWA is denying that it knew anything about this Hamas headquarters, again, located directly beneath the UNRWA headquarters. Well, thank God our good friend Yair Pinto is on the case. He heads up our team at TBN Israel. You may have seen him since October 7th with amazing on-the-ground reports, and TBN Israel is the channel. Go there right now, folks, and subscribe to the TBN Israel channel. 
Yair's our dear friend. We had him on the Watchman last week. He shared his testimony for, for Jesus as well and his time in Gaza, what he experienced in Khan Yunus as an IDF spokesman. He's doing great work, and you will see a lot more of Yair on this channel as we debut our brand new show, Stacklebeck Tonight. On March 25th, we are launching, that's right, every weeknight, Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, then again at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, every single night, Monday through Friday, on TBN, folks. We've got a lot more coming up about the launch of Stacklebeck Tonight, the nightly show. Yair Pinto will be a regular correspondent on the show. Here he is reporting on the ground in Israel on the UNRWA madness. Take a look. The IDF discovered this facility after a series of security sweeps in the Shati area and the Tel El Khud neighborhood of Gaza City. These areas were hotbeds of Hamas terrorist activity, but an unusually high concentration of terrorists was found in the central building of none other than the UN refugee agency UNRWA. These battles included some of the most intense engagements of the entire Gaza war and as many as 120 Hamas terrorists were eliminated in the heavy exchanges of fire. After the dust settled, a careful search of the area guided by the intelligence of the Shin Bet Israeli Security Service led the fighters to a tunnel shaft near an UNRWA school. This shaft led to an underground route that served as a significant asset of Hamas's military intelligence and passed under the building that serves as UNRWA's central headquarters in the Gaza Strip. I'm talking about a Hamas tunnel filled with computer servers that runs underneath an UNRWA elementary school and an UNRWA headquarters. Not suspicious at all, huh? The route of the tunnels was built with a depth of 18 meters and a length of 700 meters and contained several side doors. Intelligence material of a wide variety was located during the operation and it is even now being examined. Many future operations will be planned and executed based on this treasure of intelligence and the ability of Hamas to operate will be severely hampered because it no longer has access to these materials for its own purposes. Additional points of interest include the very sophisticated infrastructure set up inside the tunnel to supply electrical power to all the computers and other equipment. This infrastructure was connected to UNRWA's central headquarters building, which indicates that electricity was supplied to the tunnel route through UNRWA assets. This is one more reason that UNRWA's claim to know nothing about the Hamas facility is difficult to take seriously. Any competent electrician would take one look at the meters measuring how much electricity these buildings were drawing and know right away that there was something suspicious going on. In any event, the IDF and Shin Bet did not waste any time once this Hamas facility had been discovered, but immediately 
went upstairs and raided the central headquarters of UNRWA, which contains the offices of several humanitarian and international organizations. To their complete lack of surprise, they discovered large quantities of weapons and ammunition, grenades and explosives. In addition, the offices of UNRWA officials contained intelligence tools and documents that proved they were used by Hamas for its terrorist activities. At this point, I have to take a break from reporting the news and make a comment on this topic. How could UNRWA possibly expect anyone to believe that they were unaware that Hamas was using these buildings for the terrorist activities? Do they really expect to be taken seriously when they say they were unaware of the vast amounts of electricity that was sent off from their systems to be used by the Hamas computer networks underneath their headquarters? Do they expect us to take them seriously when they say they just didn't notice the huge piles of weapons and ammunition Hamas had stored in these buildings? Well, I don't believe that they didn't notice Hamas operatives carrying all these weapons and storing them inside closets and rooms in their facilities without noticing. Just doesn't make sense to me. Thanks again to our good friend Yair Pinto reporting on the ground in Israel. Again, you can check Yair out every day at TBN Israel, the TBN Israel channel. Be sure to subscribe. And again, just a reminder, mark your calendars March 25th on TBN. Stacklebeck Tonight is launching. My new nightly show on TBN every night, Monday through Friday. And Yair will be a regular on that show. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.